Hello, New Creation. It is Thursday, March 2nd, and we are finishing the book of Acts today, chapter 28. One thing I want to call attention to in um, verse 8 is that Paul is putting his hands on the father Publius and his prayer facilitates healing. But I would ask, how does the simple act of touching someone with your hands as you pray increase the power of prayer? And I would encourage you that when you feel comfortable enough to do so, maybe you're still a little uncomfortable, but you feel comfortable enough. When you pray for someone who has a simple illness, a cold, a fever, or who has a concern or a big problem as well, it can be a person in your family or a good friend, maybe even a coworker. Always ask permission first, but touch them as you pray. We see this all through Scripture and the Old Testament prophets in Jesus' ministry and in the ministry of the disciples, that often when someone is prayed for, they are also touched. And ask yourself, perhaps afterwards, did you have the sense that God was working through you to help that person to be healed bodily, to be healed emotionally, to find comfort? Because Paul's ability to heal here, Publius's father and others, parallels that of Peter. And Luke depicts the powers of Jesus continuing to be manifest in his church. And that there's no real reason at all why it should be different today. We've grown cynical, many of us, and we've been through a lot and continue to go through a lot in our in the church at large and in the country and around the world. But the power of God among us is only limited according to to our degree of openness to it. And I'm not even saying our faith, because we can pray, Lord, help our unbelief. The other thing that I noticed in this chapter is um, in verse 14, we find that Paul says there, or Luke, who's writing it, there we found believers. And we Christians, we depend upon fellow believers for hospitality, for practical virtue, for prayer, for many things. Paul is under house arrest, and this allowed him to receive visitors and also to preach. And he called together the local leaders of the Jews. And he preached first to the Jews who were willing to hear more about his sect of Christianity. And he presents Jesus in terms of Judaism's scriptures. His thinking is shaped by Isaiah's here. And then he says that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles in verse 28. This is the close of Acts on Paul's mission to the Gentiles, but his own story is left unfinished in this chapter. We see that Paul welcomed everyone who came to him while he was under house arrest. He preaches to everyone without distinction. And just as he has received hospitality, He offers it to all who came to him. And as God shows no partiality, 
neither did he. God's messengers then and our and our ourselves now, we must simply be inclusive. There's no other there's no other um, road, there's no other journey for God's people. Paul's basic message is Jesus, that he is Lord and Christ, both to the Gentiles and the Jews. And we see the prayers that he lived, and he lived, that he prayed, and he lived there two whole years, it says in verse 30, at his own expense, and welcomed all who came to him. With boldness, he taught about Jesus the kingdom of God, and without hindrance. May we not hinder one another. May we not hinder ourselves in openness to others, in openness to prayer, in helping other people know the love of Christ. It's not about rules. It's about Jesus' love and how that forms and shapes our character our spiritual lives, and our walk. Father, thank you for the book of Acts. Thank you for giving us this condensed version of things that went on with the early church. Open our hearts, Lord. Open our eyes and open our minds. Drop the scales of cynicism from us. Help us in our unbelief. And may we serve you with joy and purpose, with great love. May we know you that way. May our relationship with you be every bit as significant and real as Paul's was with him, as yours was with Paul, rather, and with the disciples. Lord, we've got we've got a situation on our hands, Lord. And I pray that as we are, many of us to a greater or lesser degree are are deconstructing, and I don't really like that word. I prefer to think in terms of entangling and reconstructing, that we would do so to your honor, to your glory, and to the truth of the gospel. Help us to understand your scriptures And help us to remember that Jesus is the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen.